With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you Monday to Friday, weekdays, 10am. I'm joined this morning by Uma. How do you make you good, Joel? Yeah, I'll be better if you give me my praise that I deserve. What what, what, what do you mean? Oh, for your prediction? Is that what you're on about? Yeah, come on, TC, man. (laughs) I genuinely had forgotten. No praise, no nothing. (laughs) Have you ever heard the phrase, if you throw enough stuff at a wall... Some of it's gonna stick, and uh, like yeah, true, true. You, I think but this might be it. the first prediction in the two years that we've been <laughs> nah, working together. Be. You've got right, no way, no way. No you way. said but we were gonna happy. win the league last season. What happened true. to that prediction? It'll happen this season, right? Yeah. Okay, so we're starting off in August this time rather than October. Yeah. That we're gonna win the league, okay? 100%. Exclusive, 100%. heard it here first, uh, and get those pieces written. Aggregators, who says, Arsenal well, going to win the league. Uh, good morning, those in the chat box. Thanks for joining us. Very much appreciate your time as always. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Do drop a like and subscribe if you're new. Uh, transfers is the order of the day, but because uh, I wasn't able to join you yesterday, I know you did a solo show chatting about the community shield, but um, yeah, what a, what a like, uh, Leaving it late. If that's the if that's how the season's going to go, I'm not sure my uh, my BPM is going to be very very high. I feel for the the state of this season. I did feel as though by the end though, I really cared about the community shield, like way mm. more than I thought I'd care, and that's kind of what I took away from it. I almost felt like Arsenal turned it into a trophy. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it felt yeah. the Arsenal fans were incredible yeah. on that day. Yeah, 100%, without a doubt. Um, if it's anyone else, if we play against Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United, it would just be, okay, we've we've beaten them, we've won a trophy um, due to that win. But the fact it was Manchester City, the fact that our track record against this team is not the best, the fact that they are going to be potentially our biggest rivals, the biggest mm-hmm. obstacle to us winning the Premier League title, we had to we had to beat them, and I know people can say, "Look, you haven't really beaten them because you won on penalties." But look, we won the trophy. The trophies are awesome. It's not a Manchester City. We've won the game, and for me, what I take away from that game against Manchester City is the fact that, say, for example, we lost on penalties. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have cared. The fact that we got the leveler, we got the equaliser, you saw the players' mentality, you saw the celebrations when Trossard scored that goal. It was a sense of relief. It was like a weight weight had been lifted from their shoulders. Like, 
we've got what we deserve in this game against Manchester City. And I think for large parts of that game against Man City, I thought we were very good, dominant. Uh, I thought phys physicality-wise, we were very strong. And I thought Manchester City, for large parts of that game, they, they, they couldn't get the better of us. Um, William Saliba, fantastic performance. Urien Timber, out of this world. Aaron Ramsdale, I think he needs to get his plaudits because without him, that game could be done with those if he doesn't make those two vital saves. I think the second save for me, personally, it, it is a fantastic save, world-class save. And then obviously, in the penalties, it's a lottery. But look, psychologically, it's an obstacle that we've basically passed. It shows this group of players, look, we can get at this Manchester City team. We can beat them. And I think for the course of the season, when we do play Manchester City home and away, it's going to it's gonna do us the world of good. But look, it is a trophy. It is a trophy. So the celebrations and people keep talking about the fact that all these Arsenal players are over-celebrating. When Manchester City scored the first goal, Cole Palmer, did you see Pep Guardiola celebrations? Did you see how the Manchester City players were celebrating? Yeah, Pep went off. <laughs> so it, it's, 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 it annoys me so much, infuriates me, because when it's Arsenal... There's always talk. Arsenal over-celebrate wins against Fulham. Arsenal over-celebrate uh, wins in the Community Shield. If we don't win, if we can't win, why are we Why are we in this sport? Why are we involved? Like, if Trossard scores in the 97th minute or how, how, whatever minute it was, and he doesn't celebrate, what do you want him to do? Just stand there. Of course he's going to celebrate. It's just stupid. But look, we've got the win. It's fantastic. I think, most importantly, we got what we deserved in that game. And I think that was the community show because I thought Arsenal's performance for large parts of that game was very, very good because what we'd done, yeah. we stifled Manchester City. Yeah, at half-time, it was Arsenal and XG of 0.86 and Man City's was 0.01. Was there. target until the second half, I think. No, they didn't. Um, their first shot on target was... Uh, was it Rodri? It might have been. Uh, it might have been the goal. It's the, was goal. It the goal. It is the goal. Cole Palmer, because I can't remember anything else. Cole Palmer had another chance where he got deflected over the bar. But apart yeah. from that, there were some yeah. blocked shots. But I don't know if obviously they count as being on target. And then after, after obviously they scored. Foden had that chance. Rodri had the near post header. Ramsdale pulled off some very good saves um, in those moments. But. Um, yeah, it was an excellent. I think it was an excellent competitive display from Arsenal. It was everything that we wanted from that game. And look, if it was just a friendly, you wouldn't see this many people getting so annoyed. So that's all I have to say on on right. that. But if you want to go and listen to Umar's extended thoughts, go back and catch up on yesterday's show. Um, transfers start off with uh, obviously depend potential departures that we're expecting to happen. Matt Turner uh, reports are that ten million pounds is going to be the figure. I think this is a good deal for Arsenal. You know, one year after signing him, mm. made a profit. We paid five point five million, two million add-ons. I don't know how many of those add-ons have been achieved. I doubt fairly any. Yeah. Uh, it's only been here a year, so I reckon it's about five point five six that we paid, and. Nottingham Forest are investing potentially up to £10 million in this deal. So, good move by Arsenal getting this much? Yeah, very good move. Um, it, it, we've made a profit on this deal with Matt Turner. And it's crazy because he, he's only been here for one year. Mm. And, like, it's crazy. He's playing the think. Premier League. Yeah. He could make his Premier League debut against it, Arsenal. <laughs> which is crazy. Which is crazy yeah. when you think about it. And I've seen talk on social media with Arsenal fans basically saying we should delay the move. But, look... <laughs> 
We want to bring in David Raya as well. We want to get that deal over the line. And I think, for example, I think Matt Turner would have stayed at Arsenal if this opportunity for David Raya didn't come to fruition. I think Arsenal, I keep talking about it, they've sensed an opportunity with David Raya. It is an upgrade on Matt Turner. And you could probably argue it could be an upgrade on Aaron Ramsdale in a year's time, in six months' time. And Arsenal, fair play to them. They've seen an opportunity and they've gone for it. And what they're doing, they're bringing in a goalkeeper in David Raya's stature that can compete with Ramsdale and can push him all, all the way. Matt Turner, we've talked, we've spoken about in the past, a very good shot stopper, someone that is reliable in terms of um, saving um, shots, etc. But when you talk about the way Arsenal want to play out from the back, even though he has improved during the year he's been at Arsenal, I still think um, he's far away from where Aaron Ramsdale is, for example. However, on the flip side, David Raya, you could probably argue, is better than Aaron Ramsdale in terms of distribution. So look, it is an upgrade. Um, we wish Matt Turner all the best. £10 million. Pounds. I've seen Arsenal fans being critical of that fee, um, talking about the fact that we should get a bit more from Matt Turner. But the fact that we want to get David Raya in quite, quite quickly, quite soon, I think £10 million pounds, it, it's a good deal. It is a good deal. Like we, we can't be talking about £20 million, etc. I think at times you get a bit greedy as Arsenal fans. Yeah. Um, yeah. So £10 million, pounds I think, is a very good deal. I wish Matt Turner the best of luck. He's an Arsenal fan. Um, I don't wish him the best of luck on Saturday, if no. I'm honest. Hopefully he has a bad game. Um, but apart from that, um, he has been a good servant to this football club. And we wish him the best. We're just at a stage where we have to be ruthless. We're at that stage where we want to be winning Champions League. We want to be winning Premier League titles. And if there's an opportunity to get someone better, we have to pull that trigger. And we have, it seems. Yeah, I, I do think there's a lot of contradictions going on. Like, you know, people are saying Turner's never been good enough for Arsenal and yet now we're demanding huge figures for him. So I don't really know how that works. Um, but I think we've done a very good job in getting 10 million if that is indeed what we get for him. Um, I'm hoping that it is because I've seen reports of seven and then ten, so I'm hoping it's towards the the end of ten, and and that will represent if we get Raya for less than thirty million, you know, more than a third of of that price tag for Raya. So, very good business I think for Arsenal indeed, and they'll be very happy with that. Uh, you know, they trebled Austin Trusty's price tag they played after just over a year. Mm. Um, they've obviously made twenty one and a half million on Jacka. So this summer with and Marie's obviously gone. You know, we've we've. Xhaka, Turner, Trusty, Marie, we could end up getting 40 million quid for the four of them, you know. So I'm very happy with that. I'm very happy that we've got that amount of money coming into the club as well after we've spent big. And hopefully it means that we can continue to spend this summer. And, and speaking of continue to spend, Mohamed Kudus, that deal is a bit of a strange one. Mm. Yeah, he's agreed. Ajax and Brighton have agreed a deal. I think he played for Ajax yes, or day before yesterday. Yeah, I think after, he did. Yeah. After Ajax and Brighton had agreed a price, which is strange. I mean, I'm seeing players like Caicedo not playing and Lavia not playing, despite no agreements on you know on a club basis yet. Brighton and the Ajax apparently agreed a price, and he's yet he's in the squad. So it kind of that gives me the feel. I don't know about you that he's waiting for an Arsenal of this world to come forwards. What do you think? Yeah, the silence. I think it says everything with this deal. Because Brighton are not a bad club. They're a very good club. And if Kudus mm -hmm. wanted to join Brighton, I think that deal would have already been done. 
I've seen talk that basically Brighton and Ajax had agreed the fee for, for Kudus, a verbal agreement in July, reportedly. That's what the media has been talking about. And it seems like now we're in August and that deal is nowhere near being completed. And for me, it seems that he could be waiting for an Arsenal. He could be waiting for a Chelsea, a bigger club, a club that is in Europe. Obviously, Chelsea are not in Europe. But we're talking about a club like Arsenal, for example. And it wouldn't surprise me. I just think Arsenal are now at a stage where, in terms of recruitment, they need to sell players first. And then they need to look at if they have space, if they have availability in their squad, they may look for another option. But now you look at, for example, Matt Turner. Who, whoever thought that we'd be going for a goalkeeper? I, for one, didn't. Did you? Did you think we were going to get a goalkeeper no, this summer? No, I didn't. Exactly. No. It made so, me realise that I wanted one, though. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. But it shows that, first, what Arsenal have done, they've basically mm. allowed Matt Turner to depart. They've sensed an opportunity and they've brought in Raya. And I think it may be similar with uh, Kudus. They've tried to get the likes of Pepe out the door. The squad is still bloated. The squad is still bloated. There's been talks of Marquinhos potentially going over to um, France. So that could be one to watch. But Arsenal right now, they have to trim the squad. And if they do, a player like Kudus, if he is still available um, during the last, last weeks of the window, it could be an option. It could be an option. But I still think there's two more. And that's obviously including uh, David Raya. I still think Arsenal are going to get two more players. David Raya, it seems that that is on the verge of being done. And once that is done, I can see one more happening before the window slams shut, to be fair. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think that after Raya, the potential to add a forward, a versatile forward, is, is what would really cap off, I think, perfect recruitment in this window. Adding five players, I, I said at the start of the window, I said, this for me has got to be the last window that we see like five first team additions because yeah. after this summer, it should be one, one, two, maybe three max like first team additions unless we see a massive outgoing of, of players, which I don't expect. But this had to be the last overhaul summer. 100%. And then from this point forwards, it's like you look at the Man City model where they're bringing in one, two or three players. Like last summer, it was Haaland and Akanji, they were like the first team players they brought in. This summer, it's Kovacic and Gvardiol. They may bring another in, depending on if anyone else leaves, because they've had obviously a lot of exits, like Gundogan and Mahrez, and they could yet lose Walker. Silver still futures up in the air. Mm. Um, so I think that it depends on outgoings, of course, but 
Yeah, I think after that point, you've got to start looking at one, two, three additions, make some key big marquee signings. You know, I think next summer will be the striker, striker maybe. Yeah, um, maybe a, a, a. It's it's difficult to see another one. Like you look at this team now, and you think it's it's pretty darn good. Yeah, you know, like true. and really, I was looking at the squad against cities and thinking, you know, if there's anyone that can go toe to toe, talking to a Man United fan yesterday after work and a Liverpool fan as well. And I was saying about how you know Arsenal have by far and away the best squad to compete with City this season. Yeah, um, Liverpool, their midfield is in big problems. Liverpool um, will concede a lot of goals this season. Yeah, they will concede they a lot will. of goals. They'll they score a lot. Fabinho and yeah. Milner, that's huge experience from their midfield gone. Cater's gone as well. Fabinho, so Chamberlain's yeah. gone as well. Um, and obviously they've got a lot of goals in them, like Diaz, Gakpo, Salah, um, Jota. Um, Nunez, yeah, they've yeah. got lots of goals in that forward line. And Zoboslai coming in and McAllister are two good signings. But defensively, Trent or Gomez, and then you've got Van Dijk and Matip and Canate. It's an uh, all defence. Hmm. I, I don't think they do. I might be, Phillips. Gomez can play at centre-back. Phillips they've still got. And at left-back they've got Robertson and Simicast still, haven't they? So... Hmm. It's it's very difficult to see like how they don't start conceding because and I will be expecting us to beat Liverpool home and away this season Re- genuinely like I'm looking at that game and going we have to win that home and away. Bro, Last I said it yesterday. We so unlucky to not. I said it yesterday. Know. Like I looked at that performance against Manchester City and I looked there and I said these are the be- two best teams in England right now. Mm. They're the mm. two best teams from a tactical viewpoint. They played the game like it's a chess match. Pep Guardiola and Mikel Arteta. These games between Man City and Arsenal. Nine times out of ten, mm. they're decided by fine margins, being clinical in the final third, etc. And for me, the title race, for example, is going to be between the, these two teams again. I know this talk yeah. of Manchester United, uh, Chelsea could probably push. Um, I've seen their fans being optimistic for the season, Liverpool. But for me, the two best teams, the two standout teams as of now, are still Man City and Arsenal. I, I absolutely 100% agree. Um, but there is still potential for Arsenal to move players on. The two big players, it seems, that could move and get Arsenal bigger fees is firstly Kieran Tin. Let's touch on this. Real Sociedad linked with a low move. I, I think that this is a low move that makes sense in my mind because I, I think that, again, like we talked about the contradiction with Matt Turner, there's been a lot of criticism that Arsenal don't manage players' minutes well enough and that when they come to sell players... They've not given them any minutes, like Genduzi was often referenced, and so you've you've kind of shotgunned his his value, if you like. Tierney, Arsenal have five left back options in this squad. We have Tierney, Zinchenko, Timber, Kivior, and Tommy who can all play left back and have all played left back bar Zinchenko this preseason, and we know Zinchenko can play there. So Tierney's going to struggle for minutes. He has three years left on his contract, which means that we can afford one season where if he, if there's no one for me that comes in with a 30 million plus price tag for him, and I would be expecting at least 30 million for Kieran Tierney, then sending him on loan to play every single game in La Liga, I don't think is a bad, bad thing at all. You know, if we were sitting in like we were two, three years ago with just Tierney and Kalasinac, I'd be like, it's madness to allow any left backs to go. But we have five mm. in this squad. And I know that he's loved, and I love the guy, and I think he's great personality for the squad. But no matter what all of these compliments I have and all this positivity I have around Tierney, 
Arteta just does not seem to fancy him as a starting option. And I think that's key in this scenario. Yeah, it's, it's surprising because now you just touched on the Yuri and Timber. He's basically ahead of him. He's ahead of him. He's basically ahead of Zinchenko exactly. at this point. For me. And he's not, he's not even a left back by trade. He's someone no. who's a right back, someone that compares a right side to centre back. But yeah, look at it. And Kieran Tierney's future is up in the air. And I've seen whispers on social media. Have you seen it as well? Of a potential swap. Manchester City. They may want to get rid of Laporte, Cancelo. One of those two. I think we'd be silly to do that. Exactly. Yeah. I think think you wouldn't want to strengthen Manchester City. Because I think Kieran Tierney in a Manchester City side, he could do well because of the ability, the crosses that he could put into the likes of Erling Haaland. It could be a strength that Manchester City could have. But that could be one to watch towards the latter stages of the window. But I just can't see a move to Sociedad happening, uh, to be honest. Like, t- I think Arsenal, what, what they might be potentially doing, they may be potentially looking for suitors in the final weeks for Kieran Tini. Putting feelers out there with the likes of Newcastle United, Aston Villa, seeing if they can, if seeing if one of these clubs can potentially meet their valuation for Tierney. If they can't, I think he stays. I just don't think a loan move makes sense for Kirantini himself, personally. There's always been talk that he wants to be closer to um, home, Scotland. He's not really uh, acclimatised to life in London. So does it make sense for him to go all over, uh, to go over to Spain? I can't see it happening, but you just never know. You just never know, but... No, yeah, I just, I, I just mean, think it's difficult for him to get into. The you're team. right to point the family thing out, like yeah. that's because to see him then go off to to Spain would be a little contradictory yeah. to what we've heard in that regard. So it's a bit yeah, far from um, Scotland, isn't it? For me, <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people in the chat say no loan, we need to sell. But the, the problem is, it's so easy to sit there and say we need to sell. But if you haven't got the market for the player, if there is no one bidding, if there is no one coming in with a price tag that is good enough. If you keep teeing it at the club for a year and he barely plays, you're not going to get a good value for him next summer, you know. And so I'd much rather if, and I feel comfortable allowing Tierney. I, I personally feel that Timber Zinchenko, Tommy and Kivio is enough for this mm. team this season. I think that's enough. And so if it means that Tierney can go away and get a year of football and become one of the best left backs in La Liga, Increases you know, the then we've got, a, we've got a great chance to make a really good fee on him in a, in a three, year. Three time. years left on his contract? Three years. So he'll have two years left in 24, which yeah, is the same sense. as what Balogun's got now. Yeah. You know, and, and Balogun, of course, uh, is the last player we need to discuss. Suggestions Monaco have had a bid rejected. There's further reports this morning suggesting that Monaco will return with an improved offer. Inter Milan still interested. Is this now the market that we wanted or is it still two teams that have their own financial problems that might see us struggle to, to get that fee that we want? Not, not for me. I think the market that I want um, is Premier League teams, mm. teams that can pay hefty amount of uh, money for our players, forty million pounds, forty-five million pounds, and I just can't see Monaco or even Inter Milan paying that amount of money. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, to be fair, but to be fair, it seems that Balogun's heart is set on a move to Inter Milan. He doesn't really want to go to Monaco. He doesn't really want to go to an RB Leipzig or a Premier League team. Have you seen his Instagram stories in the past few days? Uploading clips of uh, Ronaldo online in an Inter Milan shirt. They're clues, they're hints. He wants to play for Inter Milan. But again, Inter Milan have to put the money on the table. It doesn't matter if Balogun wants to play for them. Put the money on the table. Show show us how much you want our player. £30 million pounds is not even going get, to get, get his right leg. It's not. £40, £45 million pounds we can be talking. But I think right now Arsenal will take £40 million pounds for Balogun. I think the valuation at the start of the window is £50 million. Pounds which again was a fair enough valuation personally for myself for for what he's done over in, in over in uh, France uh, international pedigree now but now now that the weeks are dragging along the window is about to shut there's not been any progress with the move for Balogun i think Arsenal will settle on 40 million pounds but again it's up to one of these teams in Monaco and Inter Milan to pay that amount of money but yeah i think Balogun will depart I think he'll depart. The fact that he wasn't included in Arsenal's squad for the Community Shield, it shows. It shows. So hopefully it gets done. Hopefully we can add a bit of money into our transfer kitty. But again, teams need to pay the money. We just can't. Teams just can't say to um, Arsenal, "Look, we like your player, but we just value him at thirty million pounds." That doesn't make sense because we don't value him at thirty million pounds. We value him more than that. So hopefully we can agree on £40 million. Pounds, but again, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens, though, uh, indeed. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, whether or not, of course, we are able to get a good fee for the players like Balogun, Tierney, of course, too. But uh, there's plenty of time left in the window. I have been saying for quite some time that we're entering the stage where I expected players like Lukonga Tavares holding Cedric um, to move on. And we're now in that August stage with three weeks left of the window just over. So let's see what happens. Umar, thank you so much, mate, for your time. Really appreciate that, as always. Always appreciate it, bro. And uh, we will see you all. Uh, well, I won't see you because I'm off the next two days. Apologies for that. Umar's going to be holding down the fort. I'd love to be here, but it's the missus' birthday. Uh, that's kind of those Happy things that you just can't it. get out of. Yeah, thank you, mate. It's just it's one of those things you, you, you can't get out of. Uh, I'm even missing there's a seven-a-side or five-a-side, I think, um, Football London thing going on. I've got to miss that as well. Got it. But uh, the missus must come first. And uh, I'll still be doing I'll still be doing other stuff, I'm sure. But <laughs> thank you, Umar. That's what happens when you get married, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, silly, silly thing on my hand. There. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Very much appreciate your time. As always, uh, do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. I'll be back with more content. There'll be more content throughout the day, I'm sure, as well. But uh, enjoy yourselves. Stay safe, stay well. And as always, keep following us down at the Arsenal way.